three, two, one, go. We're live. This is Retrace. Segment number 52. We're going to talk about the big questions raised by AI. Haven't we already been talking about all the big questions raised by AI? No, not these questions. We're going to talk about new ones. This is November 16th. Wow. 2022. 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Retrace is about what's going on out there. The big questions. What kind of big questions? Well, let's say the big questions raised by AI for individuals, let's say for humanity, and let's say for the players in the game. These are not necessarily... Actually, they are certainly not the same groups. Um, it started with the... I mean, we just talked... We've been talking about AI. We're in the What About AI, though, series here. This is part three. We might do one more part. But last segment we asked about... Well, we mentioned Alpha Code. We didn't really talk about it that much because I didn't really know about it that much. It was a thing that happened or that was published early this year, February, a paper reporting that DeepMind had yet again used their Alpha deep learning, reinforcement learning, super system to do a new crazy difficult thing that we didn't think we could do with artificial intelligence. And the new thing is that they're, it's writing code. It's not writing artificial intelligence code yet, but it's writing code to solve um, programming competition challenges. Really sort of difficultly worded tasks or challenges. And, you know, the first example they give it's like, change this string into this string by only using the backspace key and this or that other condition. And it's very convoluted. Like, if you were to sit down, if you're a programmer and you were to sit down and you had to do this, it would, you know, let's just say it's not a walk in the park. It's not, it's not based on some thing that you could, some little, little knowledge node that you could have in your mind and just sort of bang it out. AlphaCode did better in the competitions than 54% of the human beings. And they did a lot of them. Like, I think they did more than a thousand uh, questions. Multiple thousands, I think. Uh, Anyway, look, every time AI starts doing something new, like something significant, something that's notable, something that makes the newspapers, and this didn't even, it didn't even make my radar. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, crawling all over the AI news. (sighs) But this didn't even get to me otherwise. So it's writing code. What is it doing? What, is, what does it mean that, a, that, a, that a, like the world's cutting-edge artificial intelligence systems can write code better than half the human programmers in competitions? We're not talking like write code just to say, oh, look, see, this code works. It compiles you know, or it's interpretable. We're talking about really solving tasks that are framed in natural language. Well, it's cause for reflection. Maybe it's time to ask some big questions about AI of ourselves as individuals, maybe as as humanity, as a whole humanity. Maybe also, and I can't speak to this directly, but if you're a player in the game, are you a player in the AI game? Probably not. Most people are not. We could talk about what alpha code represents. We could talk about, you know, does it represent amplification of something or does it represent the arrival of something like some sort of alien thing in the world. Like Stuart Russell, Russell likens it to the arrival. 
like superintelligence, the arrival of superintelligence is sort of the arrival of an alien species. We've got warning, nobody knows what to do, but we kind of can, we can see it coming. Let's set that aside. I haven't really read the full paper, so let's set alpha code aside. What questions does it give rise to? For let's say the let's start with the individual. Do you matter? I mean, do 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 either of us, you, me, dear listener? We don't matter, right? This this whole thing. What what do I mean by matter? We go back to retrace forty three. We talked about the Banzoff power index, which you can generalize, but it's you know it's a basic idea that you can sort of quantify how much someone how much power someone has, and let's let's make that the same as how much someone matters, or at least with respect to a specific issue or phenomenon or current history event, like the rise of artificial intelligence. You can quantify it. Basically, you know, the arithmetic is a little bit more complicated than can be easily put into words, and I can't, like, rattle it off myself. I I absorbed it, and then it sort of leaked out of me very quickly. But the the idea is, how many scenarios are there in which your vote can swing a winning coalition or a losing coalition to be the opposite of itself? Can Can you make your team win in certain scenarios, you alone, or can you make your team lose in certain scenarios, you alone? That, the more of those scenarios there are for you, the more power you have in a vote. A vote, bands off power indexes are about voting situations, but let's generalize that to all decisions that humans can make or, you know, collective situations in which they find themselves. We don't matter. Ah, crap. I thought I was doing a podcast that mattered, but it doesn't. Why doesn't it matter? Because of arithmetic. I can't swing the vote. One way or another, it doesn't matter. You might be saying this about yourself as well. Let's commiserate a little bit. One way or another, doesn't matter what we think or do. Hmm. That sounds a bit strong, doesn't it? I mean, it's not like the vote is happening today. What we're going to do about artificial intelligence, which direction our species is going to go what risks are we willing to take what cost benefit analysis do we accept it's not happening today is it hope it's not today but we're more we're more on the side of not mattering than than mattering right now if you're someone who writes ai code for a living works for one of the big players obviously i'm not talking to you you're not talking to me either this is a one-way channel but that group changes. You weren't always in that group, dear power player, dear bands off powerful entity. You were once a wee little baby, weren't you? Just a whippersnapper. We all didn't matter at whatever we do matter to now, once upon a time. We didn't exist, any of us, a hundred years ago, except probably one or two of you out there. If I've got anyone over the age of a hundred listening to this podcast, nice. Probably, right? It's a good podcast, but people don't know yet. But So we, we rise to power ourselves. Does, do, I, do I matter to the Retrace podcast? You're damn right I do. I'm the most powerful dude here. Look, look at all these other people who can't change anything. You can't see them because they don't matter. They're tiny. They're little people compared to me at Retrace. All of them. So small, camera doesn't pick them up. We all rise to power after we're born, and then we fall from power the closer we get to dying, and then officially when we die. What does that mean? 
the, the people who are going to have bands off power have the real power to swing the vote one way or another on any particular artificial intelligence decision or, well, let's say decision, th those groups are changing all the time. Who's in those groups? The people who, mostly it's going to be the people who really want to be in those groups. The most motivated people to be in those groups. How motivated are you? Let me tell you about a voice in my head. Let me tell you about two voices in my head. Maybe you get a feel for how motivated I am. This thing, this AI thing, has had its hooks in me for years. I am not a natural computer programmer. I am not a natural artificial intelligence student, let alone engineer. And yet, it's had its hooks in me for years. Actually, 10 years. 10 official years where I've been officially willing to dabble in the technical details of it. No, no, no. It's like 13 now. It's like almost, it's exactly 13, end of 2011. How motivated are you? I'm kind of motivated. Like, I'm kind of motivated. Like, I didn't have a podcast 13 years ago. I wasn't even thinking about podcasting 13 years ago, let alone what was it going to be about? You don't know the history of this podcast. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This podcast has a history. This is like one, two, three. This is the fourth incarnation of something, maybe fifth, definitely officially fourth thing that was in the world version of this. They all have been converging and, and, and tethered to this through line. We were just talking about it today, the um, content meeting. We do have content meetings, believe it or not. The through line has been artificial intelligence. I'm not sure it's even something you could call motivation. It's, it's Frankfurt's um, volitional necessity. Volitional necessity. Go back to the care factor segment of Retrace. Way back forever ago. The care factor. I forget which one it was. Which re. The incapable remain irrelevant if you can't write any code or you can't understand the code that others write or you can't understand the behavior of the systems that others build or you can't understand the implications of even the possibility of a system that's being considered or close to completion. You're incapable. You're incapable of something. You're incapable of some things and you are mostly irrelevant to this thing that's going to affect the entire planet. Similarly, the ignorant will be ignored. Your opinions do not matter if you don't know what you're talking about. And this is coming from a podcaster who is always right up against the line of talking about things about which he knows not, or about which he knows insufficiently. The voices in my head worry me about being incapable and being ignorant about artificial intelligence in particular, and strategic, in, uh, strategic intelligence, yin and yang with that part and parcel, or toe-to-toe, eye-to-eye. Those are some of the questions you might ask yourself as an individual. They're certainly the questions I ask myself. 
How much do I matter? Am I incapable? Am I ignorant? First answer is not at all. Second one is yes. And third one is yes. But that can change. Talk more about that later. Again, the groups that matter, the people, or the people in the groups that matter are constantly changing. It's like statistical mechanics. And the particles in the system are not officially members any more than they are, any, for any longer than they're actually in the proximity. What questions can humanity as a whole ask on the occasion of the arrival of an alpha code, i.e. a reminder that artificial intelligence is not effing around? How have we not done a whole segment on that? I think this whole podcast is mostly subtitled, AI is not effing around. What can humanity as a whole ask itself? What are we doing again? Where are we headed? What's this? Huh? Those are the questions humanity can ask itself collectively. More specifically, AI is for what? AI is for what? What are we doing here? What's now, maybe a healthy dose of what were we doing? What were we thinking? What did we build and why? And where are we headed if we keep doing this or if we choose to do that sort of thing? AI is for what? It's for specific tasks, doing specific tasks that we want done. One of those tasks is getting specific knowledge, questions we want answered. It's for making possible or actually executing specific actions that go beyond needs and wants and toward the super need and the super want, everything better, more, all the time. That's what AI is for, right? Those things. Tasks, specific tasks, specific knowledge, specific actions, and then whatever this grander, bigger drive is, the reason that we, after we invented the hand axe, we didn't say, nice, we did it. We just made the first inanimate artifact in the universe. We win. Winning. What's that? Winning. Who said anything about winning? Winning. What the hell does winning mean? Well, it definitely means not being destroyed by the machines or the wielders of those machines if they themselves do not acquire autonomous motivation. So this brings us to the question of the players in the game. Winners and losers are players in games. The audience... the. I guess you could say the fans can be losers, but they're not really, like, they didn't lose. The fans don't lose the game. The players lose the game. The fans don't win the game. Players also win the games. So what questions do the players, you, and maybe someday me, but not yet me, and probably not most of you, what questions do the players should the players, could the players, can the players ask themselves? What questions are they asking themselves? Well, I don't know what they're asking themselves. Although it's not an unknowable thing. I can think of ways of getting at that. How can humans possibly respond to the arrival of an alien force like this? And it doesn't have to be just 
the scenario where the superintelligence becomes more like a creature, more of a life form than a tool or a system. I think it was Dennett who said in one of the Brockman books, you know, we need to make sure that we keep building AI to be tools, not colleagues. But if you're a player in the game, if you have some sort of bands-off power index that says you can actually make some sort of swing vote difference in some of the scenarios that decide whether we go this way or that way in humanity's future, I think both kinds of AI are striking. Tool AI is going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. It's like the ultimate lever, the ultimate simple machine made heroically complex and yet still usable as a tool without ever waking up, without ever becoming a colleague, without ever becoming something that could start to have opinions about its lot in life. If you're a player in this game, you're not, a, you're not in the audience, you're not a bystander, you're not a, a, a deep outsider, which is to say someone who's not even aware that the game is being played. I mean, maybe the, I mean, that's the vast majority. I mean, people know about AI, right? Like, they know, oh, yeah, the machines are getting better. Oh, well, the Terminator and the Matrix. And yeah, yeah. Well, so none of us are, like, truly, except the young people. Because they, you know, you don't know everything until, or you don't know all the basics of your culture and what's going on until you grow up a little bit and you hear about things. And it's sometimes easy to be forgotten if you're young. Everyone's running around talking about everything. That's kind of the fun of growing up. It's like, I remember, for me, it was Newsweek. To some extent, the New York Times, but it was really Newsweek that was like, back in the day before Newsweek got bought and ruined, or got ruined and then bought, Newsweek was a casualty of, of the internet, to be sure. But back in the day, back in like 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, it was like walking into a room filled with smart grown-ups talking about important stuff all the time. If you're a kid, you don't, you don't, you're not born in that room, and if you were, it would be boring to you. There are no blocks. There, there's no paints, no Crayola. So I guess even though most of us, most of us in the culture have heard about the AI, most of us are not in the stadium watching it. I am in the stadium. Okay, I'm a fan. I don't know which team I'm on. I mean, I'm definitely not on the... I'm not a... I'm not a... Gotta be careful here. <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble with... Uh... No, I'm not. I just, gonna, I just have to be honest. Like, it's, it's hard not to hedge your bets when you think that the world it could dramatically change. But I am not a cosmist. I am not a cosmist. I cannot imagine giving up on humanity. My only hesitation in saying that is because the cosmists have such an advantage. I don't want them to annihilate me for saying that I'm not one of them. But that would make me a coward. And I just showed you how brave I am. Isn't that awesome? Oh, I'm so brave. <laughs> Hugo de Garris is a cosmist. Do you know what a cosmist is? Um, the Artelect War, Hugo de Garris, the physicist and computer engineer, uh, supposes that before the AI, before the Matrix, or before the Terminator scenario, um, there's going to be a war between two human groups. 
the cosmists who think we should take the risk of building AI systems with godlike power, no matter what, because it's sort of like the destiny of the human race, the destiny of the universe, or maybe it's just like, no matter what, this is the only way to solve our problems. You know, there are lots of different arguments for being a cosmist. And then the Terrans are like, no, we can't, because you risk ruining everything. You know, it's like, it's like, should we bet everything on this jump shot? That's not really fair. Should we bet everything on black? The cosmists say, bet it all on black. And the Terrans say, bet it all on red. But if you, you know, it's like loss feels twice as bad as gain feels good. And you're talking about an existential loss if we're wrong about this thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't keep building AI. I'm saying, not that you care what my opinion is, because I go back to what I said about uh, the questions individuals have to ask themselves. The ignorant will be ignored. I'm, I'm ignorant of the details. I'm not that ignorant. I'm not that ignorant. I got, I've got books. I've got books that I read some of. I've written programs that are technically kind of in those books that might kind of sort of, if you really squint, be considered artificial intelligence programs. More than you. Look at me. Although don't ask me to look at me. I can't show you yet. I spend most of my time just trying to get my... <laughs> just trying to get the dependencies to work. <laughs> so stupid we're gonna get into this i'm telling you this is where it's going i this is a thing this whole podcast this whole whatever the hell i'm talking about and i know it's easy to lose track sometimes not on purpose it's going somewhere and i don't just mean like it's it'll probably end up somewhere it's like i i know where this is going now i've known for a couple of years it's all it's like involuntary it's going toward this the technical details it's hard to make a case, make the case, when you're short on free time and you're trying to start a business, you're trying to do all the other normal things in life, that you should also seriously invest in learning artificial intelligence code for, because it's such an important topic. But short of that, you can make a weaker case, which is that you should just know some of the details, and that requires doing a lot of legwork. So that's what I've done so far. But this is going someplace much, much deeper than that. Deeper is the wrong word. It makes it sound too significant and self-important. This is going to a profoundly deep place. I made it worse. Okay. It's going to a shallow place. It's at a shallow place, and it doesn't have many deep places to go to. But it might have some. I digress. Other things that the players in the game, in the fights over what decisions to make in the domain of artificial intelligence, which is not the only domain, by the way. We'll talk about another one tomorrow. Other, other questions that the players might ask themselves, other than how can we possibly respond to a force of nature that's creating unfriendly AI? or putting dangerous AI tools in the hands of the most bloodthirsty bad guys who want them. Is AI, is super AI or super intelligence the most important force in nature that we should be worried about? Maybe not. We've talked about strategic intelligence. We've talked about natural intelligence. We've even talked a little bit about aliens. But I think it's the humans. The humans are the ones, the other force. If there is a response problem to 
on friendly AI. Like we can't, we're not gearing up for it, or we're, we're not, we're not, we're not doing what it takes, or we're not able to do what it takes. What, what is it? Is it a technical problem? Is it like we just don't technically know what to do about the threat of artificial, the threats? There's more than one of artificial intelligence, friendly or neutral, unfriendly or neutral. Is it a capacity problem? We just don't have enough people. We don't have, they don't have enough resources. They don't have enough attention in the attention economy because everything, everyone now, their attention is being clawed at, including by me. I don't like it, but it's true. By having you here, I've won some tiny little battle in the attention economy for your particular attention. But man, you go on social media. If you don't have much of a filter bubble established on social media, which I don't, like I don't really, you know, they don't know much about me. They send me the most crappy, crappity crap. Ugh. If it is a capacity problem, let's say there's, you know, we stipulate that there's a response problem to the problem of artificial intelligence, problems of artificial intelligence. There is a response problem. What is the problem? Maybe it's not technical. Maybe it's not technical. Okay. But what if it's a capacity problem? What kind of capacity? The things that I came up with were like, we're not smart enough. Like the IQ capacity is just not there. Like this is a, this is a solvable problem, but we just, we, we move too fast. These particular primates in this part of the Milky Way galaxy, they sort of got ahead of themselves and got in over their heads. They needed to wait like one or two more species before they took on this one, but their particular circumstances snuffed them out. So it could be an IQ capacity problem. It could be a trust capacity problem. We just might be really deficient right now in the hard reality of deciding who to trust. And the last question that a player in the game would have to ask is what would have to change? If we can think of how we could possibly respond and we can decide whether it's the most important thing. Should we be worried more about the AI of the future or the humans of the present in the future? And if we can work out the technical side, at least know where we're going and know that we have the capacity to get there or slow ourselves down until we do have the capacity to get there. And then we can also be sure that we're smart enough and that we trust enough of each other. Then we have to decide what has to change if we decide that the problem is solvable, and you can sort of do that almost theologically, every problem is solvable. False. Ask anybody who died accidentally. But if we decided it on a rational basis, that this problem is solvable, that the, the solution is not to put some sort of draconian halt to the development of technology, then we'd have to, decide, then we'd have to figure out what, what has to change in order for this not to get us the problem or the problems of AI. So if you're a player, get to it. And I will be practicing in the off-season. And I'm going to walk on like Rudy and then get my head kicked in. Sound good? Okay, players, humanity, individuals. We've talked about all the questions that you might ask on the occasion of AI, but there's also another thing that's just bothering me and it won't let go, has just as much of its hooks into me and for longer, much longer. 
which we're going to talk about tomorrow, strategic intelligence, which whenever you hear me say it, I mean espionage, counter-espionage, and covert action, spy stuff. But it's not just spy stuff. Spies are like, like little cogs in the whole machine of intelligence. Collection is far more important, and, and collection and analysis are far more important than spies, although spies can be important. Vladimir Putin is important, and he is, before all else, a spy. One amendment. I said in Retrace 49 that Andrew Ng said the best minds of our generation are clicking, you know, trying to figure out how to get people to click on ads. That wasn't Andrew Ng. It was Jeff Hammerbacher, who was a Facebook data scientist. I don't know why I remembered it as Andrew Ng. So I made note of that in the notes, the PDF notes for Retrace 49. This has been Retrace 52, Re52. All references, there weren't many. There will be some, though. I've got some points to make, especially about like the, the, the arrival of artificial intelligence and one or two other things. Uh, we'll be in the PDF notes, retrace.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. We'll be back the same time tomorrow, 11 p.m. on Thursday night, the 17th of November, 8 p.m. Pacific, and all the other times. Signing off.